Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Hey everyone, thanks so much for taking the time to tune into another Inner Revolution podcast. I really appreciate you, your feedback, and sometimes I wonder is this really ministering to anybody? So your con- your uh, comments really they're uh, they're very encouraging to hear. And also it's a it's a great uh, ministry for me just to um, sharpen my thoughts and, and meditations on messages. So I wanted to do part two of taking back territory because I just feel like there's so much going on every single day and many Christians are unaware of what to do. There's a disorientation and oftentimes in confusion, remember the devil's the author of confusion in 1433 of Corinthians, um, the believer that's walking with God in the spirit has clarity and understanding of, of what the will of God is in Colossians 1.9. And um, so I want to talk today, part two, about taking back territory. And I think that it's important to understand to bind the strong man. And typically uh, when there's a strong man or the devourer, as Malachi 3.16 talks about, um, there it's unchecked, undisturbed, uh, an unrelenting uh, demonic warfare that's 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 free to do whatever it wants without anybody um, addressing it. You know, it's almost like a child that eats all kinds of chocolate cake and the sugar is just pouring through their veins and they're running around and they're almost delirious because of all the sugar. And it's it's almost like this too with bad leadership that we're experiencing, um, you know, in our Northern hemisphere, for sure. Uh, just bad leadership is really a judgment on a nation. Be falling asleep at the wheel, they've settled and they have um, really fallen asleep and stopped fellowshipping with the purpose that they have as a church, as an individual, and as a believer uh, and it all starts in our families, doesn't it? It all starts with us personally in our corporate life, in our personal life, our corporate life, our family life, and then as a citizen. Um, so much can be, can go back. We can dial it back and understand that the strong man, who has the strength in my life? I feed, whatever I feed will grow stronger. So if I'm feeding the natural man, the natural man and its temptations and its lusts and all of its greediness and entitlement and selfishness will grow to an, un, to an uh, unmanageable way. But in 518 of Ephesians, if we walk in the spirit and keeps feeding the spirit and keep uh, having a diet of the word, then the things of God go stronger. The words of God become clearer and the voice of the spirit becomes louder. Well, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 29, we see an interesting uh, interesting verse here about binding the strong man, because if we don't bind the agent that's causing the confusion, or if it's the thing that is destroying whatever fragile uh, framework that's being creative, 
um, you know, if we don't address the opposing factor, the opposing nature, then what will happen? Well, whatever growth, whatever uh, beautiful work will be destroyed, will be undone or unraveled. So in 1229, it says, you know, again, he's saying this on verse 28, but if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. And remember, Jesus was being accused of having a, a demon, and that was the source of his power. But he says here, but if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, when, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. Or else how can one enter into a strong man's house, spoil his goods, except first bind the strong man, and then he'll spoil his house. He that is not with me is against me. He that is gathering not with me scattereth abroad. So, you know, we could say that uh, a burglar coming into the house will address or confront anything that will stop him from burglary. And, um, you know, hearing about home invasions, it's very, very sad to hear homeowners getting hurt. And, uh, and also we hear about perpetrators getting shot and killed. Um, why is this? It's because we are, or the homeowner, we could say, is prepared for the opposition that is imminent. It's not if, but it's when. The confrontation that is, and not if, but when. So the strong man, where is the strong man in your life? Where is the strong man in your marriage? Where is the strong man in your town and in your city and in our nation? Well, we could say it's many things, but it's the flesh, the world, and the devil. There's something inside of us, our flesh, that cleaves to the dust. There's that nature inside of us that wants to sin, that wants to uh, go after the things of the world. Uh, there's the, the devil, which is he's seeking whom he may devour. Think about that. First Peter 5, 7, the devil is seeking you. He's seeking after you to destroy, kill, rob, and destroy your marriage, your friendships, your relationship with your Bible, your relationship in your prayer life. The devil wants to kill, rob, and destroy. Why? Because he knows if you and I take seriously the words of God, then we will have the tools necessary to take back territory that he has usurped and stolen uh, because someone fell asleep at the wheel or because we gave it away and not knowing the value of it. You know, that's one of the most tragic things is not knowing what you have until it's gone. That is tragedy. That really is a tragedy. It means, you know, that we didn't even realize the value of something while we had it. Therefore, we were never good stewards of it. And we gave it away, just like our birthright. We, you know, was given away for a bowl of porridge. You know, what is that? What is that? Well, it's not understanding the value and price paid for that amazing birthright. Well, to bind the strongman, how do, how do we do that? How do we, how do we do that? Well, first of all, in thinking, I want to just give you four points here uh, about taking back territory in relationship to binding the strongman. So number one, we want to remember its original intent. Our nation, for instance, our 
our friendships, our marriages, we could drill this down on many points, but our nation in particularly, when we remember why it came together as a nation under God, individual with liberty and justice for all, with the intent to promote the gospel, to send missionaries, to disciple people unto, the, unto God in, in his words. Remembering its original intent shows us how far, in, in contrast, how far we have slid and how we continue to slide. Why? Because our purpose has been forsaken. And when the purpose is forsaken, when we leave God, if we could say, when we leave the purpose of God and we live for ourselves, when we become vulnerable and we become unprotected and we become an easy target for the devil. Secondly, uh, we want to address the demonic strategy behind what you see. Now, binding the strongman is exactly that. It's contrasting what is the will of God, the way of God, and the word of God in comparison to the reality that you're looking at. So let's say you're in a relationship and there's great chaos, there's great pain, there's great emotion. Maybe different ones are negatively acting out because they're starving for love. So the only attention they get is negative attention because they're being ignored or neglected. We want to address the spirit behind that. We want to address maybe the spirit of busyness. We want to address the spirit of jealousy, the spirit of insecurity. We want to address that. And we want to be, be uh, we want to, con number three, confess faith in that reality, which means we want to not give somebody what they deserve, but what they desperately need. So let's say the devil is going unchecked. We we walk up maybe in a neighborhood and we're sharing our faith or in a conversation. And all of a sudden we can see the needs of the individual. And instead of chastising them or correcting them, we love them. We love them with the truth of who they are and who Christ has made them to be. Now, addressing the strong man may be addressing the lie that they're living in maybe addressing toxic relationships that they're part of. Maybe it's addressing a demonic uh, practice that they're in that is making them a, a prisoner uh, in their own lives. Maybe it's a habit. Maybe it's um, some sort of um, vice that, that's keeping them down into prison. And then fourthly, we want to keep building with the right materials. These four elements will not only address the strong man, but it'll keep him out. It's the same principle in the Gospels where it says they clean out a house, and it's speaking of someone's spirit, uh, physical body, and then it's left unchecked. It's left unguarded, and then seven more spirits come in worse than the one that had left or that was taken out. Well, that should not be. The believer is uh, the strong man in the believer's life is the word of God. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the referee of the soul and strengthening them, being honest with him, uh, being a student of the word, being a student of our Bibles and in prayer and in the church and the body of Christ, this strong man is able to bind the other strong men. Just like when the vipers were when Moses cast down his staff and it became a, a serpent. And so did the other Pharaoh and, and the other sorcerers and the magicians and their, um, their staffs became serpents. And what happened? Moses's serpent 
ate every other serpent. It's the same principle. As we're, as we're taking back territory, um, maybe we're taking back time, we're taking back energy, we're taking back rest, we're taking back joy, we're taking back all of these things that will refresh us, replenish us, and give us a clear mind. Um, the devil so much wants to steal our beautiful mind. He wants to steal it with vain imaginations, with uh, projections and reflections and all of these different things that, that want to steal our beautiful mind to think with God. Well, uh, so number one, we want to take back territory. We said this in Joshua 1, 3 through 6, that every, wherever your soul touches, Jesus is saying, you have authority. Use your authority. Use your authority. Uh, don't do it in, in regards to your own lusts and don't think that it's you that's in control, but ultimately that God is in control. So, you know, many Christians are like wondering what to do now, like in our nation, especially watching what's going on in Canada. It's very grieving to see the overreach of government and the police. And really, you know, if you look at it, the mosques are not being targeted. Um, but it seems like the churches are being targeted. Why? Because the strong man is not addressed in the spirit. Now, we've heard of de demons uh, being cast out. We've heard of that, and many have different views on that. But remember when Jesus was walking and that man in the tombs, uh, he was totally delivered just from Jesus's presence. Jesus didn't do much except say a few words, come out of him. Uh, he even asked them their name, and then he cast them into those pigs and, and uh, you know, ruined that man's business. But the point is we must walk in the spirit, have that authority of the spirit. And then our life, even before we even say a word, will be a confrontation to demons. And then we'll speak the word of God because that's how Matthew 4, 4 demons come out. You speak the word of God in Matthew 4, 4, and you, uh, you address them by name and, and, and we have to be very careful with this, by the way. It's not, not a joke to play around. There's so many foolish, uh, strange things where, you know, people are being knocked over or um, they're laughing anointing or even the barking anointing. Like all that is foolishness. God is not in that at all. Actually, it's demons casting out demons, if you want to know the honesty about that. And demons can do that. They can remove each other out. And that's why there's like a, a temporary healing. When God does it, there is, just like Mary Magdalene, there was many demons cast out of her and she was left whole and she never had a problem. But notice this, our life, our purity and wholeness in our spiritual life is the first line of defense when addressing the strong man. Secondly, it's walking in the promises and power of the word of God. And then uh, unlike the seven sons of Sceva, when that sorcerer tried to play God, the seven sons of Sceva said, Paul, we know, Jesus, we know, but who are you? So we have to be very, very careful because the demons came out of that man and tore into that other sorcerer and left him naked and beaten as he ran for his life. So 
to bind the strong man must be done through the boundaries of the word of God, like speaking the truth in love. And there's always a confrontation when speaking the truth in love. So we have to really recognize the authority that God's given and then walk in the confidence of it. Okay, it's not that we're going to look for demons. It's not something where we're looking under every rock and blaming demonic strongholds and, and demons for what's going on necessarily. But then there's a time when they are actively stirring up uh, and dividing people and, and creating chaos. And in our nation, we see a tremendous amount of demonic activity, uh, demonic mob activity, and people are so venge and rageful that they are hypnotized by demons. And uh, so as Christians, we, we bind the strong man by simply uh, and directly and precisely communicating the word of God, living the word of God, demonstrating the word of God. And in some cases, um, we, we address uh, specifically an area like the demon of marijuana, the demon of pornography, the demon of, of uh, horror movies, the, these demons that are in 612 of, of Ephesians, like we covered in our last cast, cast they are principalities and powers. They're, they're spiritual captains in ranking format uh, that are actively looking uh, to disrupt the work and pervert the work of God in Acts 13.10. The devil loves it when it's, um, it, you know, he can pervert. It's not, what does that mean, pervert? It means to slightly skew it, to slightly change it. So it originates um, not fully from the spirit, but maybe from man's personality, maybe from man's experience, maybe from man's humanistic ideas. That reminds me, I want to say something about propaganda. Now, when you and I are walking in the spirit, we can know what is true and what is not. So propaganda, we saw this a lot in the Ukraine when we lived there over the communist years. Um, the communists would use the churches to infiltrate the churches, change the messages so that it would uh, communicate to the masses and that they'd have a pulse on what the masses were, were thinking and saying. So pastors were often manipulated. Um, why? Because the, the communists knew if they could funnel in a lie and have it communicated a uh, number of times, then it would, one, it would be easily uh, either received and believed no matter uh, the foundation. So propaganda is skewed information with the intent to divert people into a lie. So propaganda is skewed information with the intent to divert people into a lie. Uh, so again, it's this, if we don't know the truth, the truth won't set us free. So this is a day we need to be in our Bibles because there's so many skewing or changing or slightly alter, uh, altering the word. And if we're not in the Bible, if we're not focused in the truth, then we will believe the lie and then put a Jesus label on it or, or, uh, we'll somehow put, um, in a general term, oh, this is a God thing, but actually is it? And which God is it actually? So we want to be very mindful of what we hear and what we believe, because again, the devil's plan is to pervert, to circumvent the ways of God. So 
propaganda. What are you listening to? What am I listening to? What am I believing? Am I, am I really going to the core uh, and understanding the foundation of what we hear? You know, uh, we understand in Psalm 3, if the foundations be removed, what will the righteous do? Well, we really want to drill down and find out what the foundation of what I'm hearing. Is it God or is it man? Uh, James chapter 3, 15 through 18 talks about wisdom from above, wisdom from below. I mean, the wisdom from below is earthly, it's devilish, it's sensual, it's, it's originating in the perverted ways of Satan. Comparatively to the wisdom of God, which is pure, peaceable, uh, and there's a beautiful list there that you can read that it's from God himself. So binding the strong man, binding the strong man. So we want to just give you a couple of... Um, you know, give it a couple more points before I close here. Um, number one, pray and be hopeful that God is in ultimate control. You know, you know, we can be discouraged and kind of say, oh, there's not much I can do. Therefore, I'm just going to do nothing. Well, that's the worst thing we can do. We want to pray and be hopeful that God is in control. So that doesn't mean we're sitting on our hands, but it means we're prayerful. And we're ready to move when God says move. We're ready to speak when God says speak. Therefore, we have something to say. Uh, we're in a place where we are just reliant and relaxed in his presence. Number two, make an impact in your moments where you are. Be an influencer wherever you are for Jesus' sake. Maybe it's a conversation. Maybe someone says something and you say, oh, wait a minute. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's right. Um, I believe this, and in a kind way, we we confront the lie. We say, you know what? Do you really believe what you're saying? Have you ever thought of this, this, and this? And we challenge it in love, exposing the foundation and exposing the lie. Uh, thirdly, love your families and raise them in a biblical way. You know, one person said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Well. I'm not saying that we become so domestic, so domesticized that we forget everything around us. No, no. Um, but I've seen this on the other hand, where people get so busy, they neglect their own families. And that can really be counterproductive and very damaging, especially for children. So loving your family with biblical values, teaching your families to be missionaries, to be um, sojourners, to understand the Bible, to understand why mommy and daddy believe the way they do. And the Bible is our compass. And then lastly, don't be surprised at opposition, but be prepared for it. You know, I look at what's going on in Canada and I know they have a different bill of rights than we do. And their, their constitution is different than ours, but it's, it's alarming. It's alarming just the, um, the attack on pastors and leaders and, um, all in the name of COVID. It's just a little, it's very unusual the way they're shutting down places of worship and limiting the work of God, literally uh, targeting, I think. So we want to be able to handle ourselves in opposition, which means, again, we are in the word. Uh, we are awake, we're sober, we're vigilant, right? Like we said before, but then also we are prepared in our mind when things are confronted that we would have an answer, that we would not react in our emotions, but would have a have a um, a stable word 
uh, of rebuke and um, that we would ask God for the courage and boldness. The righteous are as bold as a lion, right? But the wicked, they run from things that they don't even know. So oftentimes when you and I stand up and address the strong man, the person is like a house of cards. They're like their lives exposed just through a, a, just a couple of maybe critical thinking words and, and challenges. Like, really, you believe that? Why do you believe that Black Lives Matter? Why do you believe that? And what do you believe about that? We could simply say, you know, what is it that makes you so um, reaction, reactionary about um, heterosexual and and, and what is it that makes you so angry at, at heterosexual lifestyle? Or why is it that you're, you are so uh, energized about the transgender and the gender euphoria and the confusion? What, what is it? What is behind that anger? And I've counseled many that have had alternate lifestyles and, and tendencies and curiosities to the same sex. And most of the times that I've counseled, and I'm not, an, I'm not an expert on this, but most, and it's not been a few that I've talked to, that it, it dials back or it, it, it retreats back to a place of emotional trauma where either abuse or an overbearing um, parent or a, um, a tragic breach of confidence and uh, f- from an adult and you know, I even remember one particular situation where a young child saw their mother beaten by the father, and this child is is a is a girl, and um, she grew up and she got the transgen uh, the 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 um, the change the sex change and is taking the the um, the hormone therapy and and she and you know I had a conversation with her who's now a him. And she just said, I never want to be vulnerable like my mother. I want to be tough. I want to be strong. So I never get beaten. I never get hurt. I never get used and treated so badly. And in talking with this, uh, with this girl, actually, um, I saw this identity crisis and tremendous confusion. And, you know, we've seen the statistics where this, the suicide rate is so exponentially higher because it's such a... Uh, uh, just such a, a dramatic um, effect on the body, and I would dare say it's demonic. It, the Lord, the Lord never made us to uh, change our sex because He made us in Psalm one thirty nine for His glory. But how do I deal with that trauma? And this is where the work of Christ comes in in the Bible and compassion and truth to help people navigate through this without you know, just throw a Bible verse at somebody and, and it's not like a band-aid, you know, no, just read this verse, but no, no, you spend the time, navigate, hear them out, love them, point them back to Christ, knowing that Christ would never treat someone that way. And it's awful what's happened to that individual. And, uh, but there is healing, there is healing. And uh, this whole idea of, I'm, you know, I'm going to use the boy's bathroom if I, and I'm a girl and I feel like a boy or vice versa. I mean, that is just absolute perversion. And to see our society embracing it is demonic. So when you see demonic activity unchecked and or uh, unchallenged and or rampant, the believer has to be very wise in Amos chapter five, verse 13. He has to be wise 
in in Matthew ten eighteen, he has to be as he has to be a um, harmless as a dove, innocent as a dove, but wise as a serpent. So it's like our eyes are open. We're in a place of advantage. We're prayerful. We're careful where to speak. We're not afraid, but we're fearing the Lord. Therefore, we do not fear man. So, so in our world taking back territory, we have a real advantage right now, believe it or not, to step forward in truth, to address the strong man, to keep communicating the Bible, not changing our message, not changing uh, our, our uh, you know, closing down churches. That's what the devil, the devil knows. He wants to get us off our rocker, to knock us off our horse, because he knows that if we continue in this time of confusion and we have clarity, we have the authority that he knows that people will see the difference and uh, those that are broken and seeking will be healed and set free. Well, bind the strong man, bind the strong man says, nope, I will not, uh, I will not believe that lie that's in my, that's in my, uh, in my mind today. I'm going to cast it down. Second Corinthians 10, four. Nope. I'm not going to listen to that person's words, those toxic words that are from the pit of hell. I'm going to cast them down again. Binding the strong man, anything that opposes itself against the nature of God, cast it down. Because uh, if we don't, it it seeps in and touches unresolved areas in our life, maybe that we haven't dealt with in our past. And then we see depression and great uh, disillusionment happening. Well, we have been given territory. God says, I want to bring back and uh, remove the propaganda. And I want to, you know, one person said that propaganda is propping up the gainsayer. Propaganda, or uh, we've defined it, but play on words, it could be propping up the gainsayer, like giving attention to the person that is speaking falsely. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We want to remember what God's original plan was for the believer and that the, the original plan for the believers to move forward advancing as an overcomer with peace in Philippians 4 6 through 8 with uh, thinking on things that are lovely pure and of good report and praise and virtue there's some great points there we want to address the demonic strategy I mean if you saw a little kid being beaten in the street of course you and I would rush to that child's aid because why because Number one, that's so wicked. Uh, number two, uh, that kid cannot defend himself. We would come in as a strong man to defend the weak. And that is a, a beautiful illustration. I remember one of my neighbors years ago, an elderly lady, some people falsified themselves as the IRS. And she opened their, she opened the door to them. By the way, the IRS would never come to your house, but she did not know that. They they broke, pushed her over and stole everything of value out of her house. And uh, doesn't that make you angry? Doesn't that make you angry that someone of weakness would be taken advantage of? Well, the devil hates you and I, and it's no wonder that if we're not strong, the strong man will come in and make great damage and he'll take advantage of the weak when God says to protect the weak. 
uh, to bring justice when there's injustice. And we know that ultimate justice is in heaven. So we're not crusading today only for justice, but we're crusading for righteousness. What is it that portrays and demonstrates Christ? You know, on our street, there's um, on a, a, a main artery street near our street, there's all these bars. It's like like praying like Billy Sunday, Lord, close these bars because, um, you know, people are drinking demons. They're drinking and their situations are becoming more complicated. Why? Because they are uh, not addressing the strong man. <clears throat> well, today, I pray these thoughts encouraged you. Know that God's given you the victory. Greater is he that is in you than anything that comes against you. Be in the word be vigilant, be sharp, be keen, be aware, be awake, awake, be awake to righteousness. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.